are live. Welcome, Charles. Hey, hey, it's good, bro. I've been good. Okay, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I can't, I can't <laughs> complain about anything at the moment. <laughs> okay, people, welcome to the introspection podcast, and I'm the co-host. And we have the other co-host who has been on hiatus. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Charles, the one and only. <laughs> welcome, welcome back, bro. You've been, you've been missed. Yeah, man. Six, it has been six months. It's been more than six months, I think so, yeah. Like, it's, been, it's, been more, it's been more than six months, guy. I know, I know. I, I traveled and the network has been bad, which has not permitted me to record, which is why I've been absent for that long. So my apologies to everyone and it's good to be back actually. I've missed I've missed this. Like I I love I love this podcast. People <laughs> <laughs> well, people who are fans of the podcast don't live in Nigeria probably even understand what we are talking about. Like, what does he mean by he left and there was no network? <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm just imagining maybe some of our, some of our Canadian and uh, Japanese listeners would be like, what the hell are these boys talking about? So I changed location and oh, I yeah, can't see. Ah, nah, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's crazy. That's, that's the country we live in. That's what it is. So um, if you are listening, Fact that this is actually a very oh. how, um issue. That is because um, we are doing a get to know us episode. Getting to know us episode. We just realized that yeah, um, we've not we've not actually done something like this. We just we just went like deep in, right into business. Exactly, exactly. Um, so um, let's just. Let's just get get into it. So, um, Charles, welcome back. And um, in the spirit of getting to know us, we'll start from the current section of your life. So, can you just give like a brief um, intro, not introduction, a brief survey into what you what you are doing? If you, are you in school? What are you studying? And sort of the little little um, details here and there that brought about. The introspection podcast. Ah, okay, okay. First of all, um, I'll give you my full name. Let me start. Okay, my name is Charles Chinosuchukwezi. I'm from Enugu State, and I school currently at the University of Lagos, Nigeria. I'm currently studying history and strategic studies. I'm in my final year which technically is another final year because of, you know, the whole pandemic last year. We couldn't finish, mm. so yes, I'm st- I'm, we are still in final year, which is so sad. Well, growing up, I didn't grow up in Lagos, actually. I grew up in Abuja. I just came to Lagos for schooling, and subsequently, probably after school, I will still be in Lagos to hustle. You know, you know how that goes. And me, the whole podcast has been quite a shiny light which we started just 
last was the last year or so. And we've actually yeah. discussed it since like year two. We've, sp- we've spoken about this podcast and we actually had a lot of things going on with us. And yeah, we couldn't uh, make the podcast till we're in our final year, which due to the whole lockdown, we couldn't actually record in the studio. So we had to record at remote locations. And more into my personal life, okay. Currently, I stay with my uncle, or more like my cousin, actually. We are, we're, I've been very close to him since when I was a kid, so that was part of the reason I decided to school in Lagos. While I'm staying with him, I was like, well, let me give Unilag a chance, and lo and behold, actually, I got in. I wasn't actually putting my hopes in getting into Unilag, but I did, and... That's currently where I am at now at the moment. I am living with my uncle. I'm currently at home. We can't record in the studio because of the whole lockdown. So that is it about my current situation. <laughs> wow, that's really nice. Um, I kind of... Yeah. Um, so to, to add it to information, sorry, to add information to what you said, um, to people who aren't in Nigeria... He said that he didn't grow up in Abuja and he's studying in Lagos. That's a huge detail. <laughs> Very huge detail. <laughs> yeah, actually, because of the distance between Abuja and Lagos is quite far, and they are the two major cities in the country. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and so um, you're currently you're currently you're currently in your final year and you're doing a podcast. How has that been, my guy? Uh, honestly, it's been very enlightening. Actually, it's been refreshing in a way. Like, normally in school, like, we do all these sort of researches, like, lots. We do lo- lots. Me personally, actually, I do lots of researches, like, even beside school work. And most of the school work research I do, I dislike it to the core. Like, <laughs> sometimes I feel like they are not <laughs> relevant enough. They just want us to learn some things that we might not actually use moving forward. But that has given me avenue to do other researches. And when I carry out other researches, I learn a lot of things. And I just figure out most of these things I learn, I do not express it out. So the podcast has given us a way like we can be like we talk about things we normally um talk about between ourselves. Like, but the fact is that we just letting it out there for everyone to join in in our conversations. That's just basically what we're doing on the podcast. And honestly, it's just two guys having fun. And it's very, very amazing. It's not an amazing experience, the whole process of it. I know we've not currently been where we want to be, but moving forward, I'm sure it will improve, definitely. Yes, definitely. Very, very yeah. soon. Sometimes I see all these podcasts online and I get very discouraged because they have all this equipment. And I know, I know the effect equipment have, but, you know, man, when there's a way, there's a way. We could, we could have yeah. been complaining about the fact that we can't afford the equipment, but we're making the, we're making the best way we have. We're currently recording this 3.20 a.m. on a Thursday. Sorry, it's Friday. Yeah. Friday morning. Friday morning, man. It's crazy. That shows our commitment. Like, we have other engagements and we are still trying to make as much as possible time to record. 
code. That is what we love doing. And <laughs> besides that, enough about that. So, Tokwe, how about you? Like, how was it like growing up, and how has your experiences from when you were younger has it affected you as a as an adult now in the University of Lagos? That's that's like a very good question. Well, I personally, I didn't grow up in Lagos as well as a child in my formative years. I've lived in, let me count, one, two, three. I've lived in more than six different places geographically. We used to move in wow. when I was young. Yes, <laughs> I've been around a lot. <laughs> I've been places. I, I stayed in Warri for seven years. A lot of people don't know this. Now you're knowing this. I'm just finding out now. Okay, let's just pause there for you. We'll come back to me. Okay, for people who don't understand, what is like one of the roughest places in Nigeria? Like, that place is tough, man. It is seriously tough. Yeah. And honestly, it seems like a very really? interesting idea to play. When I tell people that they don't want to say, guy, I do, I want to know if you didn't tell me. I was like, I mean, I was fortunate enough to live in Mori at a time where this was when the Mori war just ended and things were relatively peaceful. This was a time in Mori when things were actually um, going well. The governor at the time, I believe his name was Udlaga, and he was actually doing a lot of stuff. He introduced buses and, you know, Mori was like a, a, a mini sort of um, Lagos. And let me add a little bit of information. For people who don't stay in Lagos or Nigeria or are forgotten, Bovi and AY, these are two comedians. These are two comedians that grew up in Worry. There was a period in Worry when there was a transition of Worry-based comics and entertainers towards Lagos. And whenever a Worry-based comic or entertainer moves towards Lagos, the, the slogan back then was, Wafi, Worry, they carry last. All those kind of stuff. This was a time when Worry was seriously popping. I'm sure you're remembering, you're remembering all of these yeah. details now. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I digress. So I grew up there. And I, when I was 11, I came to Lagos. I stayed um, in, in the islands for a while. I've moved I've been doing series. I've been to a lot of places. Anyhow, so, so back to your question. Um, well, I was pretty quiet introverted, nerdy child. I probably still am to an extent. I used to read a lot, um, like a whole lot. And honestly, this is an information most people don't know. When I was in GS3, I was in boarding school in one school in VI, in Scott Methodist Boys High School. I was there and I had this friend. His name is his name is wrote to me. I don't know. I forget his last name. I'm a very cool friend. And I remember one time, he used to draw. He used to draw a lot. And I remember one time, I was just like postulating this idea, this fully formed idea in his head, which would have been 12, 13 at that time. And I kid you not, Charles, this boy had, he knew everything he was going to do to, to, the, to the punctuations. Now, of course, life has a way of messing you up. But the fact that he yeah. had this direction, that thing had a big impact on me. I was a very playful person. Very, very yeah. playful. I wasn't, I was, I was the sort of person who was good in school, but I lacked the discipline 
to put to in the focus. Yeah, I yes, get it. So I sort of would wing it during exams, and it was working out for me. I was actually doing really well in school, but a lot of teachers would be like, ah, you know, they used to call me wasted potential. But then, wow. like, <laughs> yeah, I can't even help them be, I can't even um, assisted some, some seniors in the Cowbell Mathematics competition. Wow. It was really, it was, yeah, that was really that's, big. That's, that's impressive. That's impressive. Uh, thank you. So I then moved to Syria and I went to a new school and I completely changed myself. Completely changed myself. Like I bodied everybody in that school. Eh? They, thought, wow. they thought I was from one foreign school because look, that's a person. Eh? There'll be periods in your life when you have to encounter yourself. One question I have to yeah, ask: really What exactly, what exactly uh, led to the change? Like, did, did can you pinpoint any particular thing that actually made you change so drastically? Hmm. Good question. Well, one was I was I went from thirteen to fourteen, and I said, "Guy, you should know that it's a big change physically." Low yeah, hormones, I get, I get. Low, yeah, puberty yes. kicks in. So, exactly. <laughs> That pubescent energy was within me, so I thought I'd utilize it in my favor. Second thing, big minor detail. Remember, I said I was in the Methodist Boys High School. So it was just oh, boys. Yeah, and then you went to Kuwait. Exactly. So when you see that you, that you have interest in, and you know the kind, of, the kind of stuff that they are into, you sort of match yourself to to pick that interest. So there's a certain degree of that, yeah. But it was actually really nice, man. I was really happy about myself at that moment. I didn't really think I could do it. I was in you know, a lot of these stories of, ah, I could be a bad case and I rose up. Those stories yeah, are yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 I get, I get. Yeah, it was actually possible. And then, all oh, and I, I changed my secondary school again and then, I, that was, I was like you, you changed school quite a lot, bro. <laughs> I changed school a lot, my, my guy. So, yeah, that's basically the end of what I would say. Like, the influence my childhood had on what we are doing now. So, mm. let me throw this question to you, Charles. Okay. You mentioned in Abuja. How was uh, childhood in Abuja like? How is... Uh, because for a fact that... In terms of Abuja and in terms of Lagos, you big gap. So just give us the details there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, and we've personally we've discussed about this thing in our private conversations. Oh, okay. Um, growing up, I wasn't. Uh, how would I put it? I was not your typical bookworm. I, 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 I was bad at school. Like I was seriously bad at school. I was very playful. Not that I wasn't bad at school because of I I didn't have the capacity. I wasn't just serious. I never really took school seriously at any point. I was more like they forced me every time to um to read and to be more attentive towards schoolwork. Cause I was mostly more engaged in act uh, physical activities like sports. Cause I played a lot of sports. Like I was always uh on our school team, on our school football team, or 
I was either in the track and uh, athletic team. My school, I think I was the third fastest kid in my primary school. Yeah, that was I was very yeah. I was very I was very athletic then. So and a lot of people knew when I was in primary school, but going to secondary school, a lot of that changed. Actually withdrew from most of my activities, like my sporting activities. That's when I started learning to dance. I was just by the way, I, I got into secondary school at my tenth birthday. I was like October seventh, like I was ten when I started second my first class in secondary school and a lot of things changed. The environment was different. My school I attended was was quite rough though. The name of the school was Antialis College, Maraba. Maraba is one of the roughest places within Abuja. So and mm. Going to that school, I met a lot of people that, personally, as a young guy, I didn't, how I put it, I always this playful. I never took things too seriously, but going there, you meet a lot of people. My first three years from GS1 to GS3 wasn't so bad. I was playful. I had a lot of friends, definitely. But when I got into SS1, a lot of things changed. Like the class I was in, I wasn't really prepared for what I saw. In SS1, I was bullied a lot. Wow. By girls, they made fun of my size because I was like one of the smallest kids in my class. And because of I was small, I wasn't shy though. So a lot of people made fun of me. And then even some guys that are so called big boys in class, they always try to intimidate me. And I'm this kind of person, but I, I hate it. If you try to intimidate me, I always stand up for myself. Sometimes it gets to the point where you see there are more than two of them, three of them, always trying to make me feel small. And despite my resistance, it's, it really affected me. It's affected me a lot to some levels. My confidence as a person. And honestly, uh, it's made me withdraw a little bit like the normal playful person I was when I was younger it reduced, like, I stopped engaging in lots of things. Like, I stopped playing football for, like, around the period of, during my SS2 to SS3. Like, well, like, two years, and I could, I didn't play football at all, and I love football. Like, for me, it's a big deal to stop playing football at that moment in time. So, and then I got more into a little bit of reading. I read a couple of books, and it got me hooked. That was when I started making research on technically international uh, things relating to international relations. Like I loved reading wide and all, and kind of created a new dimension to my life. And I started playing video games a lot. Like I became more introverted. Like yeah, like I became I played a lot of video games. Like that was that was my life. Like I preferred sitting in my in my home. In my room on my laptop playing video game than going out to hang out with friends. Even after even after I graduated secondary school, when you know people were still enjoying basking in the glory of graduating from secondary school, you know, the euphoria of finishing, of finishing secondary school there. Most of my yeah. most of my time I spent it in my room playing video games and reading. And honestly, I don't have any problems with that and around that period was when I started taking dance seriously so most of my life was dance and video games so I was kind of cut off 
from social activities for quite a while. Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I guys, I've said it a couple of times. I don't really see it, see it much. Only when people see me dance, that talk to times people get shocked that I actually dance. Yeah, I'm a dancer. I'm a crumper to be particular, and it's something I I've loved right. doing, and I still love doing it. So, take how um growing like after my secondary school, like I had to start on learning and moving on from everything I learned from secondary school. I experienced the secondary school to try and move on because getting bullied a lot, it affected me and affected where I socialized with people. And honestly, it's made me more in this thing. It made me connect more with myself. I know it sounds strange to say connect because I started figuring out things about my personality more and that's what eventually led to how I am now and what I represent as a person. So that's that's me. Wow. That's actually a lot, bro. Yeah. I don't think there's any young man alive today that hasn't experienced some form of bullying whatsoever. Yeah, it's, it's, and the fact is that in African society, people don't pay much attention to it, and it's quite terrible, though. And there are different forms of bullying now that people experience, and I honestly dislike any sign of it when I see it. That's actually very true. It doesn't seem like bullying at all. Yeah. So, yeah, it's part of it's part. It's sometimes like even after graduating secondary school, I still don't talk with most of my most of my mates because of the whole experiences I had then. So, some sometimes it leaves a, a very deep scar that takes a very long time mm-hmm. to heal, and that is why I. Um, a strong advocate against bullying, be it physical or emotional or psychological. I am so against it, and I would fight it to the core in every way I can. Oh. Um, to before you go on with your own questions, I'd like to add this. Um, okay. Uh, have I lost my train of thought? Okay, I'm getting it back. Well, you mentioned not speaking to most of the people that you went to school with. I yeah. personally, I'm a, I mean, I'm a natural recluse. So, and me and you share this in common where we don't speak unless spoken to. Yeah. That's kind of how I operate my life on a daily basis. I can be in a human. I, because we have such a rich interior world in our head, mm. it sort of substitutes for the external world that everybody experiences every day, which I guess in, in its pathology can be bad. But to take a piece of what you said, um, I experienced a tremendous amount of bullying as well. Well, when I was a bit younger, I had a yeah. very strange body. I was tall. I'm I'm 6'3 now. I was yeah. very tall. Not tall, but like I was taller than 
majority of my peers. Yeah. So I had a very slim, weakly kind of body. So I didn't really grow into myself until I saw a while. So clothes looked very odd on me. And then I started wearing glasses. So you can imagine, you can imagine that kind yeah. of that combination. I guess, I but guess. I was also, I was also relatively happy child. I had good relationships with older girls. I don't know why. To this wow. day, still like that. I yeah. can't really explain it. But <laughs> was my guy. I remember the time in my life when I was standing. I actually wanted to play ball. I stopped playing ball, but I play ball like every normal Nigerian, African guy. Yeah. I, play ball I didn't want to play with my, with my, uh, my shoes. My my bare feet. I got some shoes, and I was just standing. I just looked around, and I don't see everybody was just laughing. And I just discovered, oh, they were laughing at me because I looked very funny. In what I was wearing. Wow. And that day I cried, man. man that was, that rough. was That's really rough. That was the Yeah, man. Crazy. That was the last time anybody made me cry. And then I stopped developing the linguistic ability to to be able to use words against people. That's where that, that came from. So wow. I tuned into my mind like, okay, I can't win these people at that game. But I can use certain words in certain sentences, in certain syntactics, in certain formats that will make this person feel the exact same way that they make me feel. Mm. But there's a lot of resentment, a lot of bitterness, but I, I grew that as it went on. And most of the people who bullied me now, I try to talk to me and try to be my friends, like, oh, what's going on with you? Ah, you know, I heard you have been this one, I've been that one, and I'm very indifferent because, you know, I'm over it, bro. Yeah, I don't see me, let me just drop that information. So it's like yeah, I get, like, some, that was quite the experience, and honestly, it's very rough to go through something like that as a very young, growing man, for people to make fun of your body structure, like, ah, oh, that is... To be honest, I don't, I don't, I understand how it's like, and it's not a very good feeling, honestly, because when you see some people, they are so comfortable in your own skin, it makes you kind of uncomfortable in your own skin when they make fun of you in such manner, and it's not a good feeling for a very young person to have, for any person to have whatsoever. So I would really love it if some sort of things like that would change moving forward in this life. So, yeah, so moving on from then, so what what exactly in, um, brought about, um, led, that led you to start this whole podcast and what exactly is your inspiration? How like, what's, I'm looking for a particular word to use here, but let me just, let me just ask you this way. What inspired you? to start this podcast because honestly you were the one that brought up the idea and I was like okay dude let's jump on it what exactly inspired this podcast that we are both running now wow okay the from year one to year to our current year which is our final year four years in total the child has probably spent more than I would say 3,000 hours in conversation about stuff that people don't normally talk about. Mm. I can beat my chest about it. On a daily basis, like every time we meet, we can 
if we're not doing anything the entire day, we can talk the entire day and we'll still not exhaust the ideas in our head. So I started asking myself, I said, okay, look, we have good rapport. We have solid conversations. And I, I, that was when a point in my life when I started listening to other people's podcasts. I started listening to Joe, um, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Stuff to blow your mind and stuff you should know. Yes. And I started listening to this um, Tyson um, Startup Radio. Yeah. And I really enjoyed this. And I was seeing that people would sit down and listen to hour long conversations at the fly. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. And I'll be checking, now look at the statistics because. God help me, I'm a nerd. And now look, billions and billions of downloads. That's okay. Which means that the attention span deficit that I hear people talking about is content specific. If your content is good enough, people will actually pay the time to listen. So, okay, hmm, why in Nigeria? We don't really have a lot of that. We have podcasts. And there's an amazing podcast by these two young ladies. I said what I said, podcast. I love those girls. I love their energy. Okay. The people in Nigeria are, are, are pathfinders. They are paved makers. They, they, make, they make ways when there seems to be no way. That just seems to be the Nigerian way. Okay. Let's just do this thing. The idea came to me in our final year. This was in 2020. And the one interesting thing, I've actually never told anybody this before. Was actually a very specific word because we live in our minds a lot and we have a lot of conversations and a lot of dialogues and you can have you can sort of weigh conflicting uh, material in your head. Should I do this? No, you probably shouldn't do this. Should I have said this? No, I shouldn't have said this. I shall say it this way. It's very introspective. Majority of our lives is due to introspection. Although some people don't introspect a lot, but it's something that I feel is a constant. It's a very Yeah, I get. I know. Like I, we, we, I introspect a lot. So yeah. There have been times when I'll be in class and some people will throw papers at me, and they'll just write. And I read the public. Guy, why are you? Why are you thinking? <laughs> I just lose in class. I always think when I'm, I'm gone. I'm just ahead somewhere else entirely. And oh, one last information. This is the person that, this is a singular force that brought about this podcast. Vsos. His name is Michael Stevens. Hmm. He has this amazing YouTube channel where he brings seemingly mundane topics and he expands upon it in ways that you would never imagine. One thing I understood from that guy's YouTube channel was that everything is connected. Every idea has its threads amongst other ideas in other fields. Everything is connected. So there you go. Wow, that's that's quite how would I put it? I would say inspiring. <laughs> Definitely how would I put it? It made me feel good like to be part of the whole um to be part of the whole process because it's definitely a process and I can definitely confirm with Tokwe, like we have a lot of conversations like a lot sometimes like that is the highlight of our day 
we spend hours when we don't have lectures. Sometimes we just sit down in our school student area and we just talk. We talk about people, talk about things that affect us, talk about things about the world in general and how they um, connect to us, connect to other people. We are very, how will I put it? We are very emotional beings like and we love to express ourselves even though sometimes people tend to want to um, divide themselves from their emotions and be like eh, i don't care about things we do care about things that's why we talk a lot about things sometimes <laughs> and we and we just we love observing people that's one thing me and Toko we have in common we have this uh, tendency to observe and when we observe people we see the way people act we see the way people behave sometimes we don't Sometimes I don't even read some thesis or some researches and I come up with theories that supposedly has been brought up by someone else if without me reading it. So, and I'm like, well, this is this is actually good. And when he brought the idea up for the podcast, I was like, it's actually an amazing idea. Something that I know that, yes, we would definitely enjoy doing this and people that are interested in what we are talking about would definitely enjoy what we are doing too. So it's definitely a very big part of our life we are embarking on. And it's not something we are just doing it for the sake of, okay, we want to get followers. Now we're doing it because of it's something we want to do as we like doing actually. So we can't have, we can't stop having conversations. So why don't, why, why don't we just do a podcast while we are having conversations about some things that we, mutually have um love for or respect for truly see um so Charles, this is, i'm going to ask you the last questions and i'm going to end this for today okay something you said that's very important to me plato had this idea that all knowledge was remembering mm. and in our conversations i have come to realize that some something things that literally i'll read somewhere or some people and obviously, when a scholar writes something, there is a rigor, there is the intellectual rigor, mm. where they are expanding an idea beyond this limit to see if they can bring out something from there. And then I'm thinking, so I'm thinking, Charles, you know, blah, blah, blah. He'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so. so I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. He doesn't have the technical details around it, but the gist of the matter, he sort of understands it. And it's not something specific to you or me. It's something that everybody I've seen around me has, where we all have this, there seems to be this repository of knowledge within all of us. Mm-hmm. And, well, we, we cannot in any form or way preclude the impact IQ plays on human intelligence. Yeah, please, but, quite, please quite an impact, though. Yeah, it does, it does. But I still honestly believe that there is this embodied knowledge. Notice I say embodied, embodied knowledge that we all have within us. Let me ask you this question for today. In your own life, mm-hmm. how has the whole, how has your relationship been with, you know, the kind of life that you lived from Abuja, the kind of life that you are living in Lagos, and the kind of life that you see yourself going down on. Because you said a lot of things. You dance. You face some, you face various sorts of abuse as a child. Yeah. 
you can't even with your uncle. You can't even with your uncle, mm. and in a state that you didn't grow up in. Yeah. How how all this messes, man? How is it like the child of today? Sorry, that this question has been all over the place, but I'm trying to get my train of thought. Yeah, I get. But how all this made you who you are today in relationship to the future? Hmm. That's that's quite that's quite a tough one. Like that would require a lot of <laughs> accumulation of experiences. Okay. Um personally, the way I was in Abuja and the way life is, or rather the way life is in Abuja and the way life is in Lagos are totally different. Um, you know, Lagos is more mainstream. Everything is on the fast lane, everybody's the hustle and bustle, everybody's hustling. Get everybody's more um money centric if i put if i should put it that way or material centric in lagos like people people mm. tend to go for the money if i should put it that way they are more material centric in lagos and growing up in abuja we i never grew up with that kind of um mentality I always in abuja growing up as a kid they always told us if you go to school you study hard in school you get a good job like I felt life was easier like that. And in Abuja, it seemed that way because of most civil servants are in Abuja. Like, it's easier to get a job as a civil servant. And maybe you can study even the most um, strange course and you still get a job. So the, the, <laughs> the whole hustle mentality in Abuja was is not as strong as it is in Lagos. And it definitely did not affect me that much when I came off. Naturally, my mom is naturally I'm a hustler. I got it from my mom because my mom knows how to hustle. Like she's been to a lot of places. She's been to Lagos. She's been to Benue. As in, and she she grew up in Enugu and she current and she stays in Abuja. So she's been to a lot of places. And due to her journeys and all, and she has acquired a lot of experiences. And she's when I she's all sense of what she's a hustler. And my dad, in contrast, is this person that just he went to school, graduated with one of the best grades, got a job in in civil service, worked till he retired, and <laughs> that's straightforward. It seemed it seemed it seemed boring, but it my my dad's life was that straightforward, and personally, it's kind of. I didn't get you. Yo, yo, Charles, are you still here? I'm still here. I'm still here. Okay. Did you did you lose me there for a moment? It seems like there was a rustling sound, like something fell. Oh, I. But I, I, don't worry. I'll just all out in anything. I'm not. I'm losing you, Toby. So can you hear me now? Yeah, I am. Okay, go on. Just go on. Okay. So, but where I stopped was basically my life growing up was affected a lot by my parents, and growing up, we always learned of the merits of hard work. My mom always gave taught us told us that we had to work hard to gain something, and my dad has. This always supports to 
he always supported our ideas. Like he believed in you having your own ideas or planning your own life. We had that much freedom, kids. And growing up, I grew up as a free, honestly, not sense of free person. I had the freedom to of my own opinion because my mom would be the kind of person that would impose on you most most times. <laughs> most times she gives you freedom. And mm. we were very expressive growing up. And that ki- that kind of expressiveness was how I put it. it's very um how like what's the what's, what's the word I'm looking for? That's how people in Abuja live. People are Exactly. People are very expressive in Abuja. Like you rarely see someone hold things up like as he sees it in, uh, in his in his head or however he feels it, he expresses it out. And that's the way most people are. I grew up around it. That's how I've always been. If I am angry or whatever makes me angry, I say it. If I am attracted to someone, I say it. If I don't like something, I say it's like that's the way we grew up in, like the way we are taught to, to to live our life. That you should learn how to express yourself when you feel something. And when I came to Lagos, I totally <laughs> figured out that <laughs> that is not the way things work here. Actually, sometimes people people don't really care about what you feel or what it is that is going on in your head. So sometimes expressing yourself too much can be to your own detriment. And Personally, living with living outside my parents' house, like I know there are a lot of things that no matter how much it gets to me, I cannot say it out. Like I had to learn how to filter a lot of my emotions. And it affected me personally. It affected me a lot, especially in school. Like I've been in some terrible friendships and relationships with some people that I totally regrets because of I got burned badly. I got burned likewise. Yeah, I got burned badly. And probably why it was that so because I never really had experience of how life was in Lagos or how life is in high institution in Lagos because the lifestyle are just totally different. The more Lagos is more exposed to the world like a lot of things that happened in Lagos, you don't get it in Abuja. So the lifestyle was totally different and trying to adjust to it really affected me. And it took me, it took me a good two years to adjust. And eventually when I finally got myself and I finally understood the way most people were with the, uh, around me, actually I had to unlearn a lot of things I learned growing up and try to position myself in a very I'll not say perfect or but a better position that wouldn't affect me in the future. So definitely the contrast in living the contrast in the ways of living in Abuja and Lagos really affected me and adjusting wasn't an tax. And I had to learn the hard way that people <laughs> people are generally bad by nature. It's just that some people have the capacity to hold it to to hide their bad side and some people are just they just terrible at hiding their bad side and they just burn you no matter how good you are to them and in generally i hate being the victim but 
being in some tough position had to make me reevaluate myself and definitely had to change. And that is where I find myself I am now. I'm very, how would I put it? I'm a very chill person at the moment. Like, I used to be very violent, but I learned how to control it. And honestly, I just, the best way of living now, I just stay in my own lane. I do not try as much as possible to go out of my way because of another person. I wouldn't do that. Oh, you spoken well, bro. Spoken well. It takes a lot of confidence and strength to see what the things that you just said. You just pulled your heart yeah. out. The internet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Really incredible. Um, is the reason why is the reason why I asked uh, this question because our next episode is going to be how child how our, how our childhood affects our adulthood. Look, there's going to be a lot of exploration in that episode because a lot of people think that them as a child and them as an adult are completely different things, you know, which is a very idiotic argument you ask me because by that same um, way, argue that your cells, your cells in your body are rapidly changing yeah. every day, but there's a part of you that remains constant. You cut your hair, your hair grows back. Does so that mean that you're a completely different person? You know, so we're going to be exploring yeah. all of that. Charles also gave you like a prelude of what episode is going to be like, you know, see he took us from growing up and the experience that he had and how he lived in an, in a house that is technically not his own, featuring his emotions, you know, all these little things. You'll be surprised how all this happens back to, look at what he said about how he got it from his mom. He got this hustling mentality from his mom and the way his dad lived and the influence of his dad's life having on him. It's a very crazy scenario. People really underestimate their yeah. childhood. Well, here we're going to be estimating it and we're going to tackle it's all good. of that. Charles, it's been really nice talking to you, man. I've, I've enjoyed yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, actually, it's good, it's good to be back once again and uh, I hope this time around, moving forward, the quality and the how like the quality in general of the podcast improves better. Definitely. But we're currently in a rebranding yeah. stage. We have a new um, let's say logo. We're just we're working on those things. So we're getting there. We're getting there. We're making progress, not perfection. Yes, yeah, so just to make golf. I know recording over the, uh, the first few months when we started the podcast was quite challenging. Like as you can still see, even from today, we still experience a little bit of network problems when recording, and it's not something that we. It's kind of embarrassing in a way to to experience something like that was recording this, but it is unavoidable because we don't we don't have control over Netflix, so and we just have to make do with what we have. But we promise you, by definitely by the end of February, we should be able to record from our studio and give you better quality. Yes, yes, yeah. Okay, Charles. Are you, Arigato, my brother. It's been nice recording this episode.